Well, good morning. This is the Friday morning leaders call. And if you can believe it, it is Friday, October 12th. Uh, it just seems to be flying by real fast, doesn't it? Before you know it, we're going to be on that, that uh, downturn swing into the holidays. Um, so, uh, first of all, before we start, just a huge shout out and thank you to Rose last week for um, helping to host this call. You know, that is a great example of leadership. And let me tell you why. First of all, Rose had uh, an idea to grow herself. And so she reached out to me. And then I have been thinking, what ways can I duplicate myself, okay, so that I'm not the only one doing things? And I know that there are times when I just can't make it onto these calls, you know. And this last weekend was a great example because I really needed to spend time with my husband, okay. Um, when we're looking at having a, a, a life of harmony, sometimes something has to give. And so um, just a huge thank you to Rose for stepping up. And um, I got excited because uh, I'm a little farther along on my journey. So it was a great win-win. Um, and, and just to throw this out, if anybody else is interested in helping out with these calls, just let me know. Um, if you'd like, you can, you can probably, if you know Rose, you can reach out to her. Uh, but the process is pretty simple. Um, I have kind of a structure, obviously, of what we do with this call. And, um, so if you would like to not only help, uh, increase our community, right, but to increase your skills, especially when it comes to communication, just let me know. I promise it's really easy. Basically, you'll pick the topic. Um, I'll give the structure and then some guidance along with it, create the, the script for you, and then you're off and running. Okay? Um, so, of course, you can just email me at growbyone at gmail.com and let me know if you'd like to help. All right? All right, so let's get right into it. So this is the Friday Morning Leaders Call titled, Dealing with Criticism Without Hurting Others. Now, uh, today I'm going to share with you four kind of major tips or tricks in handling criticism. Uh, and then, of course, we'll, we'll get to the so what section, the homework, right? And I really hope that this adds value to you. I really do. Not just from a professional standpoint, but definitely from a personal standpoint. Okay? Are you ready? All right. So, uh, you know, when, whenever you're in a leadership position or role, so you don't have to be the boss or the supervisor for this to happen. Anytime you're in uh, a position with other people where you are influencing them, uh, there is a chance for you to basically receive criticism, okay? Anybody who's been in a leadership position for any length of time, this happens. So if you're brand new, <laughs> just know it's coming for you, okay? But that's okay because there's ways to handle it and there's ways that will make you and the people that you lead um, more and bigger and uh, grow into who you're being called to be. Okay, so uh, John Maxwell talks about criticism, and he basically says, when you're kicked in the rear, you know you're out in front, okay? 
so if you're not receiving any criticism, you're probably not leading because criticism is one of the prices that you pay to be a leader, okay? Um, think about this. Uh, I know many of you on this call are from the education field. You're, you're in some sort of leadership role in education. Now, everybody who uh, you encounter probably has some opinion about how you should do your job. And some of them actually tell you, right? Well, the thing is that, you know, there's this understanding that because I went to school for X amount of years, I can now tell you how to do it, right? Um, this is this would be like saying, you know, I went once a year to have a physical to the doctor, so now I can come in and be your surgeon. Or I have a bank account, so now I can be your financial advisor. Okay, same thing. Um, a little bit of knowledge uh, makes somebody dangerous. <laughs> okay, so it's helpful to think of it like this. When you're getting discouraged as a leader, just think about Moses. He led a million people for 40 years and never arrived where he was supposed to go. Or uh, Aristotle once said this, that criticism is something you can avoid easily by saying nothing, doing nothing, and being nothing. So the point is, if you are out to lead and influence others, you will face criticism. So with that in mind, let's, let's I guess, try to remove the assumption that it just isn't going to come for you because, you know, I'm, I'm so good at what I do, right? Um, let's just assume that it will. And let me give you four steps on how to kind of work with that, okay? All right, so the first one is to know yourself. Know yourself. So this is about reality. Know yourself. So what do I mean by that? It, it really means um, the definition of true humility. So let's think about that for a minute. Lots of folks think that humility is this idea that I'm going to be uh, kind of make myself less than, right? Like, oh, I don't want to be full of pride. I don't want to show people that I'm arrogant, right? So they will um, esteem themselves less, okay? And then, of course, on the flip side of that is the person, and you probably know these people, um, who think that they are it, right? They are the gift to the world. Um, they are arrogant and prideful, but often they're insecure, and that's how it shows up, okay? So neither one of those is a picture of true humility. True humility is knowing who you are, knowing who you're not, and knowing where all of that came from, okay? So let me give you an example. Um, who you are. So this can, you know, encompass your personality your education, your experiences, your background, your beliefs, your values, your attitudes, your skills, right? That's who you are. Um, who you're not is basically, I mean, just that, who you're not. Um, so, for example, I love speaking, coaching, and training. That is a part of who I am. I was formed in such a way that all of those things that I just listed 
make me a great speaker, coach, or coach and trainer. Now, I'm not saying that with arrogance. I'm saying that is the true reality in my life. Now, who am I not? Um, I am not a great house cleaner. And many of you know this. You know I've used this as an example, but it's true. Um, up until this point, I really have not done well in that. Now, I'm, I'm growing. I'm, I'm learning things. But I also know that my home is never going to be listed in, in Good Housekeeping magazine. Okay? So that's knowing who you're not. Now, the knowing where that came from is literally understanding my personality, my attitude, the things I've learned, um, whether, you know, unintentionally or intentionally, all add up to helping me be who I am. And so I am eternally grateful for so many things in my life that have made me who I am, okay? Um, some of you know that I didn't have the greatest childhood, okay? Um, some pretty significantly horrible things happened to me. And I can tell you right now in this moment, I am eternally grateful that I had those experiences. Now, are um, should they have happened? No, never. Um, should... Uh, I want that for anybody else? Absolutely not. It wasn't right. However, I'm thankful. Okay? So know who you are, know who you're not, and know where it all came from. Because i got to tell you, folks, there's people who've had, you know, except for the whole childhood experience thing, there's people that I can uh, have actually met that have the same almost Almost the exact same, this is where I lived, this is how many brothers and sisters I had, this is my education, my experience, and they are not further along in life because they didn't have that struggle. Okay, so being grateful for that. So what in the world does this have to do with criticism? Well, when you know yourself, then you can ask yourself the question, is this critic? And I say that term loosely because I don't think I don't think people really have the motive to be a critic. I think that they genuinely think that they're helping. Okay, they, their delivery might be off, or maybe just the the words that they use. They don't know how to communicate. But I genuinely think that people are trying to be helpful. So when somebody comes to you and they're giving you feedback, um, are they talking about you? Or are they talking about your position or your, um, you know, the process or the rules, the procedures, okay? Because lots of times what happens is that um, uh, one of your, your teammates will come to you and say, man, this really stinks. And the leader takes it on and internalizes it and all of a sudden makes it about them. When in reality, the critic, the person who's giving feedback, is helping you to try to understand that there's something with the process or the procedure or the rules that they're not okay with. So when you know yourself and you know who you are and know who you're not and you're grateful, you're more open to that person who comes to you to see, oh, this isn't about me at all. 
Okay, this is about this situation. Okay. All right, so number two is to change yourself. And this is about responsibility. So let me let me just say when somebody comes to you with something, whether whether you feel like it's criticism or feedback, it doesn't matter what you label it. When they're coming to you and they're sharing something, ask yourself this question. Who is it? Is this a credible source? Now, what does that mean? For example, some people will say this person complains about everything. They're not a credible source. Well, they may or may not be, but perhaps this one thing that they're complaining about is something that you need to look into. Okay? Um, a credible source is especially somebody who maybe is a mentor or um, somebody that you know really cares for you, and they come to you and they say, hey, man, you know, I think you really need to look out for this, Right? Don't just dismiss somebody because you think that they're not credible, but ask yourself, might they be credible in this moment? Um, another one is the how. The how do they bring this criticism to you? Really, this is about delivery, right? So this is where we need to practice discernment. Is this person coming to you um, with a real issue? So, for example, I used to have staff come to me and say, hey, you know, we really need to fix this. And I knew that they were serious. We, we kind of had a rule that um, before you come to me with a problem, you, you need to have a solution, right, because you can't just come and complain. And your solution needs to match up with, um, you know, our licensing, what our funders said, and how does it reach our mission, vision, and values. If you could show me, and they on a half sheet of paper, I'm not asking to write a report or anything, but if you could show me how you're, here's the problem, here's the solution, here's how it matches up with all of this, I would 100% of the time find the money to make it happen, okay? So when they're delivering it in that way, I'm more likely to accept their criticism or feedback and say, let's make a change. However, Sometimes you get folks who come to you and they're so stuck in their emotion. And remember that emotion is energy in motion. Okay, so they, they just have a lot of energy that's trying to come out. Um, maybe something has happened and they haven't had time to think about it. So when they're coming to you like that, acknowledge that they're in this energy in motion place. Don't dismiss them, don't dismiss their words, but acknowledge that, care for the person, and then later ask yourself, is this something that I need to change, or is this something that this person is dealing with? Okay? And you can even ask yourself the question, why? Are they, are they hurting right now in this moment, or are they trying to help me? So for notice, I didn't say, are they trying to hurt me? Because, I, again, I don't believe people are trying to hurt you. But hurting people hurt people and are often hurt. So if you've got somebody who's dealing with something um, and you notice that they're in that place, care for them, right? Um, so what is the real issue here? Is it the issue that they're bringing to you or is the issue that they're having an issue? Does that make sense? 
okay? Um, and then also remember that there are folks who uh, are put in our lives. Basically, they're our current curriculum for growth, okay? Um, these are folks that I call sacred friends. So if you think about it, sacred friends, they're not like your saints, right? They're not your best friends. They're not the people that you would probably even choose to hang out with. But sacred friends are um, the people who help you practice sacred things like forgiveness, awareness, understanding, okay? So the person who comes to you and is often in this emotional place or who complains a lot, this is your sacred friend because they are providing the current curriculum for your growth so that you can practice these sacred things, okay? I have several sacred friends. Um, they show me who I am. They show me if I'm dealing with unforgiveness or bitterness. Now, I don't hang out with them all the time, but they're hugely important to me, to my personal growth. Okay? So change yourself. That's responsibility. All right? Number three is to accept yourself. Accept yourself. This is about maturity. So this is um, kind of going back to number one. Um, this is having a strength-based philosophy. So working in your strength zone. Uh, for example, when we are working outside of our strength zone, we are more prone to receiving criticism from people. So I used to look at that as like, hey, I'm doing the best I can. Can you just give me a break? And now I look at it as somebody is telling me the very thing that I need to know, that this one thing that I'm doing perhaps needs to be given to somebody else. I need to delegate this. Okay? So rather than internalizing it and saying I'm doing the best I can, look at it as real important data that perhaps this thing is not in your strength zone, okay? Um, for example, I'm currently in my business trying to – now, I have systems for many things, and I just explained to you at the beginning of this call, if you want to help doing these calls in the future, I have a very simple system to make that happen. Um, I'm in the process of going through everything that I do and coming up with my system so that I can give it to somebody and say, please help me with this. Perfect example would be um, invoicing. Now, the nature of my business is a little weird. It's not your normal nine-to-five thing, um, and it takes a lot of thought to make sure that I'm uh, getting paid, right? Now, I get so excited about doing things like this or coaching or training or whatever that I often forget to invoice because that's not in my strength zone. So my my CFO has given me a great idea and some tools and some resources to help me um, kind of invoice for recurring things, right? Now, I had to recognize when she told me all of this that this area is not my strength zone. So I either need tools, systems, or people to help me. 
So rather than, again, going back and saying, oh, I'm not good at this, or maybe I shouldn't do this job because of this, I have to look at it and say, where are my my weaknesses showing up, and who can help me? Okay? So maturity is really being able to to tell yourself, and again, this is so related to, to the first tip, knowing yourself, right, who you are, who you're not, and where it comes from, and understanding that there are many people out there who can help you. So you as a leader are not called to do everything. So when somebody comes up and gives you some criticism and you realize this particular thing is not in my strength zone, and you say, hmm, I need somebody to help me with this, and you're able to delegate that, that shows your maturity as a leader. Okay? And number four is forget about yourself. Forget about yourself. So this is about security. Secure people focus on others. Secure people focus on others. So, again, you know, if you think about that person who comes up to you and is in an emotional place and is criticizing you, a secure leader is going to see that for what it is as the person is having a hard time. They're not giving you a hard time. Okay? This is what separates good leaders from great leaders. So my process in the morning, I usually have maybe an hour and a half of study time around breakfast. Now, mind you, this is often interrupted by my family, um, but I set aside that time because that's the time that I focus on myself. I build into myself. And I know that when I do that, I am more able to focus on other people. So if you find yourself being unable to focus on others, perhaps you need to look into your life and say, what else do I need to do for myself first? Okay? And then think about what it is that you need. And are you giving that? So let me explain. Um, I'm really into this this principle right now that basically says what you um, give to other people, you get in return. And I'm I'm practicing this with, especially with my daughter Hannah. So Hannah will be 12 on Halloween, um, and man, she is. Wow. Um, send your prayers, your thoughts, your good vibes, okay? Um, we found out this week that she has a secret Instagram account and a secret YouTube account and several other things. And so now we're in, uh, let's just say, uh, conversations and negotiations, okay? Um, and we found that she has secret little things that she's been doing, uh, like taking her phone and her tablet into the bathroom with her. Um, watching videos while taking a bath, things like that. So long story short, uh, we're having some problems, and it's showing up mainly in the morning. And so what's happening is she's getting a little frustrated, 
And, of course, she has the same personality profile as my husband, so he is too. Um, so I learned about this principle, and I started applying it. And so let me just tell you what happened. So if she's in the other room, uh, you know, having a moment, uh, I'll be in the bedroom, and I'll close my eyes, and in my head I'll say, Hannah, I give you peace. Hannah, I give you strength. You have everything you need. You know exactly what you need to do, and you will do it at the appropriate time. And then I might repeat it. I kid you not, guys, it takes now probably anywhere from 30 to 45 seconds, and all of a sudden it's like a huge uh, burden has been lifted, and she starts to calm down. And then my husband starts to calm down. And I don't even think that the two of them are aware of what's happening, um, but I definitely am. And you can do this with anybody. Um, I have done this uh, at the grocery store. I've done this when I'm standing in line at the checkout counter. Um, what you give to somebody else, you get in return. So I'm not talking monetary, you know, stuff that's real right in front of you. When I give Hannah and my husband peace, I receive peace, okay? Um, I have a coaching client right now where literally this is what we're practicing. He's very good at what he does, um, is trying to take his business to the next level. Um, however, he's dealing with a lot of um, unforgiveness and resentment, okay? That gets in the way. And when he's making, let's say, 20 calls, 20 sales calls, um, and the first person says no, he begins to go to that place of bitterness. Well, what do you think happens by the time he gets to call 20? Well, it's probably not real pretty, is it? So literally what he does, um, his only thing that he's working on is before each call, he thinks about the person, and he does this kind of giving them what they need. And it might be the same thing. I give you peace, right? Now, we're not talking about manipulating people. Okay, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about giving, serving, because secure people focus on others, right? So he called me the other day, and he said, oh, my gosh, you'll never guess what happened. And he said, I was thinking about this lady, and we've done work before, and I, I did what I was supposed to, and I said, and she, he said her name, um, so-and-so, I, I give you peace. I give you joy today. I know you're facing a hard decision with your team. I know that you can do exactly what you need to do with that team. I give you rest. And I was like, wow, that's awesome. I said, well, what happened? And he said, well, she didn't buy the, the product I was selling. And I said, okay, you know, that, I mean, you're not trying to make her, right? And he said, yeah, 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 but that's not the cool part. I said, okay, well, what's the cool part? And he said, not more than two minutes later, another guy called me. I didn't even know who he was. He was referred to me by somebody else. And he bought twice as much product as I was trying to sell the first person. I said, wow, that, that is amazing. But see, that's the power of what I'm talking about. When you give something out into the world that's positive like that, it will always return back to you. Okay, so forget about yourself. Secure people focus on others. Rather than getting sucked into that emotional turmoil of receiving criticism, 
Look at the other person and ask yourself, what do they need? Okay? All right, so we don't have much time left, so so what? What now? Well, there's a few things to, to think about. Um, what are your deficiencies? Where do you fall short? Now, I don't want you to stick here for too long, but you do need to stick here because some people don't know what their deficiencies are, and if you don't know that, you don't know yourself, okay? You need to know who you are and who you're not. So individually, take a few minutes this morning and think about what are the things that you struggle with. And then I want you to be brave. This week I want you to ask five people what your weaknesses are. Now, these could be folks that are on your team. They could also be people in your life who are more your, um, you know, your safe people, okay? And then decide what do you need to change or what do you need to accept? Okay, so that's number one. Number two, how secure are you as a leader? And give yourself a rating between one and ten, one being low. How secure are you? Are you defensive? Um, do you dismiss, defend, or fight back? If that's been your pattern up until now, what I'd like you to do this week is practice quietness the next time you're criticized. Okay? Practice quietness. So listen. Even, even if you have to practice quietness and you know in your head you're getting that throbbing, like you're not really listening, just practice quietness, even in your anger, and then tell them that you're going to think about what they said, and then take time to process it. Okay? So really you're just trying to change that pattern. All right, so it is 8.30 on the nose. I am going to go ahead and let you guys go. Please, please, please call me, email me, text me, um, whatever you need. For those of you who are new on the line, I see we have several people who are. My phone number is 989-289-8700. Feel free to text. Um, if you have a quick question, text is always best. Uh, Otherwise, I will probably e tell you to email me just because uh, I can answer a little bit longer that way. Uh, my email is growby1 at gmail.com. So thank you so much for joining us this morning. Uh, I know many of you, this is uh, the highlight of your morning. And for those of you who are new, I hope it becomes that for you. So I am holding an image of you being intentionally influential, powerfully productive, and empowering and engaging the people you serve this week. So I release you into the wild. Go forth and prosper, and we will chat next week. All right? Bye-bye.